Hi, beautiful listener. This is Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two romance lovers recap novels and movies with happy endings while forgetting names and worshiping Jane Fonda's wardrobe. If you're in the Chicago area this weekend, don't miss the live episode recording Nat and Sarah are doing at Love's Sweet Arrow. They're celebrating Bookstore Romance Day in the absolute best way on August 20th, and you can be part of it. Today, I'm joined by E.F. Dodd. She won our entry in the most recent charity auction for Romancing the Vote, and I was over the moon to record with her. You can pre-order her newest release, Earning It, right now. It'll be out on August 23rd. So here we are recapping the 2018 movie, Book Club. We're doing it. Oh, hi. I have EF Dodd here today. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Listener, we have been talking for a full 20 minutes before I actually pressed record. (laughs) So (laughs) we might have already done our banter. Oh, no. (laughs) It was a little banter, a little banter, but we all banter. There's always room for more banter, despite what some people think. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, how are you these days? I'm good. You know, the world is a little topsy turvy these days. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) But just like anybody else, I'm plugging on through. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. Doing our best and keeping going. Exactly. That's what what we're doing these days. Um, Yeah. So I want to know about your most recent books because EF Dodd is out there in the world. She is. She's living and breathing. I'm so <laughs> happy to have a fun <gasps> copy of my Get latest it. book. And I think if I'm remembering our release schedule that this is going to air, I think the day before this actually comes out. It's available for pre-order now. Nice, um, nice. But it comes out August the 23rd. Um, and it is actually the second in a series. Um, they're all completely standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is a risky restoration. Yeah. And it's about Kez. Her full name is Kessler, um, but she goes by Kez. And then she yeah. has two good friends, Reagan, who goes by Ray, and then Vivian, who goes by V. And the first book is essentially about Kez kind of getting over her first big heartbreak. Yeah. uh, And then moving on with Jackson. And Earning It picks up sort of where Risky Restoration left off. But again, Mm -hmm. you can read either one separately. Hopefully you read both. Yeah. (laughs) But Earning It is Ray's story. And it's kind of a second chance romance where Mm. one of her exes surprises her at the wedding of Kez and Jackson. Spoiler spoiler alert, Ah. Kez and Jackson have a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of goes on from there. Um, And it's out now. Uh, Well, it's available for pre-order now. But I will say that I just appreciate so much how welcoming the whole romance genre has been to me and how just really supportive and especially the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship. (laughs) They have been very supportive. And then 
uh, the breakoff group from that, the writers group. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody in there is just so great. And they're, they want to celebrate all your successes with you and just are so happy whenever anything good comes along for you. So Absolutely. it's just really great to have that additional support system yeah. because, you know, the family thinks you're doing great, you know, and all your friends Absolutely. are like, you're excellent. <laughs> But to have people who, you know, really appreciate the, the genre that you're trying to write in and enjoy mm-hmm. it and read other authors and, you know, to have your work compared to some of those authors and the authors that you really like, you know, it's it's really uplifting in it. And, you know, I enjoy writing just as an escape anyway. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've pretty much always done it, even when I was in high school, you know, writing horrible poetry and stuff <laughs> like that, as, oh. as every teenage girl in the 90s did. Absolutely. <laughs> So it's just, it's really something fun for me to do, uh, to kind of retreat into a world where you can control the happily ever after and you sure. can have the characters, you know, make the right choices, even if you got to torture them just a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that part's fun, but it's even better to interact with people. Like once you put your stories out there, mm. it's scary to, you know, turn them loose into the wild and fingers crossed that, that they survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to hear the feedback from readers and to just hear how much they enjoy it. Yeah. One of the things I really liked about Risky Restoration was the vehicle of her restoring the house as she's sort mm-hmm. of like putting her life back together. Oh yeah. Was, was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and you brought us a super fun movie. I know, I love this movie. I, you know, I, it's, it's not as diverse a cast as you would like, you know. Oh, sure. But- yeah. You know, I do think it's good, though, because it's, you know, an older contingent and those Mm -hmm. folks, you know, they give these ladies give me hope. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Especially Jane Fonda. I mean, I just. (laughs) Yeah. Bow down in all ways. So we're (laughs) recapping book club, but because it's so intricate as far as like the timeline goes, Mm -hmm. we're going to give you the overall premise and then we're going to give you like each character slash couples sort of like a storyline I think yes. is the best way to do it I agree I think it would be too tangled up if we did I mean yeah, yeah. everybody loves a spider web but <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> so we need to keep it straight I agree yeah so we've got book club mm-hmm. there is Jane Fonda there is Diane Keaton there is Murphy Brown who I hear I know, that's what I call her too I okay, can't I mean she good. will forever be Murphy Brown forever. yeah I can't, I can't not see it. I'm sorry. And then Mary Steenberger mm-hmm. and they are for like, what, 60 something, 50, older, yeah, 50, I think early 60s. In their 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, ironically, I think Jane Fonda was, she was in her late seventies. She had like 11 yeah. years older than Don Johnson and they went to school together, but you know, it's whatever. Nuts. <laughs> It's Jane Fonda is like a different species. Oh, I know. I know. It's amazing. She's awesome. <laughs> okay. She's so awesome. we, they're, they're four friends and they've been friends since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that's always kept them in contact is their monthly book club, which, makes which is really so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, they're doing the memoir and the lit fic and this serious, you know, thing. And then Jane Fonda one day is just like, I'm done with this. I'm mm-hmm. sick of acting like I'm dead. Like we can't, we can't do this anymore. And so exactly. she, she does pull out a copy of 50 shades of gray oh, no. and she and throws like, down the gauntlet. 
Uh, and she's the perfect character to introduce that book because in that first scene when she's with that guy and she's putting her over the knee boots on, I was like, oh gosh, yeah, yes. she's getting dressed after like a nooner mm-hmm. with a dude at her hotel. And I yes. love it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's and so all right. these ladies are like at the top of their game. Jane Fonda mm-hmm. owns one or two hotels. Murphy Brown is a federal judge. Um, Diane Keaton. She was a mom. She was a mom, and her oh, husband yeah. was a CPA. Um, oh, and yeah. it cracked me up when Jane Fonda was like, "Well, I think when he died, it was the best thing that ever happened to you because now you get to have sex with somebody that's not an accountant." Uh-huh. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Fonda. Ooh. Hello, spice. Um, yeah, and then Mary Steenberger is a chef, or maybe yes. was. Yeah, mm-hmm. is is still a chef. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna read Fifty Shades of Grey, and like Mary Steenberger and. Diane Keaton are like Mm -hmm. open to it. Mm -hmm. They're sort of curious or whatever. And Murphy Brown is saying like crazy. Mm -hmm. She's just like, we're too old. We're it's, you know, all of this is we're past this already. Oh yeah. And And she's the one that's when she says, um, cause she's divorced. She married some, what was it? Ed Bagley Jr. I think is her husband. Yeah. So she married him and then they got divorced. And she says, I haven't had sex in 18 years. It's been the best 18 years of my life. And everybody's like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Jane Fonda, God love her. Hey, she goes, what happens to a yes. vagina? Yes. And then they're like, Somebody, so-and-so did a documentary on it. And it's the cave of forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved Ooh. it. Yeah, it's great stuff. So they're going to read 50 shades and like, we get to see a couple of their like emergency book clubs, but Mm -hmm. mostly we just spend like two or three weeks with each of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I really, I really like the setup. I really like the way that everything like is structured, but okay. So who do you want to start with? Um, well, I mean, I guess we can start with Jane Fonda since she's the one that, that brought the book in. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And so she, she owns the hotel. And like, mm. she's coming down after her nooner with the military man. <laughs> Love it. And uh, she's walking through her hotel and she's, you know, making sure everything looks good. And then Don Johnson comes by and I'm sorry, Don Johnson, that's an attractive man. <laughs> he can get it. He could. Yeah. He could. I mean, sure, Thank ma'am. <laughs> I, mean, I, I get what Melanie Griffith saw in him. I get it. <laughs> into it, into it. And so he walks by and he, you know, she's on the phone and he says slim. And I just love that, that he called her slim. Like it's, it's just really such, cute. It's such a cute nickname. Yeah. And so he's her college boyfriend, I think. Yes, or, I think so. Yes. Yeah. He, he had wanted to marry her and she said no. He proposed to her over milkshakes and she said a hard no, like and a never. <laughs> yeah. And then he got on a plane and he skedaddled yeah. and she has not seen him since. And mm-hmm. she also has ha- not had like a significant romantic relationship since because she's the one who like will fuck, but won't have feelings right. and she won't sleep over and she won't do any of like the intimacies that, Mm-mm. that a couple might God, I love her. I love her so much. And she oh, has gosh. the best clothes. I mean, I'd wear everything she wore. <laughs> yeah. 
I think Jane Fonda, like the real life one, has mm-hmm. some sort of writer in her contract that's like, I will have the best oh, outfits yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you're going to have to double my wardrobe budget compared to everyone else. Everybody else. Mm-hmm. If you want me in this movie, because everything she's in, she's always, oh, oh amazing. Top of, top of style. Meanwhile, Diane Keaton's like, just give me an old poncho. And I'm like, I love her. <laughs> I love her too. Oh my God. Okay. So she, she's like, oh my gosh, my college flame is here. And he's mm-hmm. like, wow, are you going to be like around? I'm, I'm like, here for a few days. <laughs> yeah. Does she live in the hotel? She does, right? She does. I think, I think yeah. she does. Yeah. I think so. Oh, she's just such, uh, just everything about it is she's just, iconic. Yeah, she's so badass. I mean, you know, she's, she has her problems, but of she's course. just badass. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's just very stylish while having her problems in every oh, yes. way possible. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So she ends up like getting together. Oh no, he, she's in her office. She's got her feet up on the desk and her assistant calls in and she's like, our Don Johnson is on the phone and he Mm -hmm. wants to talk to you. And she's like, take a message. And then in he walks through her office door and he says, take a message. She's reading, highlighting 50 shades. Uh Oh, oh, it's my God. really cute. It's so great. And their banter just, I mean, it is so good. They just, yeah. they vibe off each other so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love it. And he asks her for coffee, but they don't get coffee. They get like ices. They get like shave ice. Yeah. Which I thought was so cute. Me too. And they like walk it. through this botanical garden oh, because yeah. of course they do. I know. Well, now here's a fun <sighs> fact. I don't, did you, did you ever watch the show Bones? Yes. So, you know, they always show the Jeffersonian's Rose Garden. Oh, yeah. That's the same thing in this movie. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's really uh, cool. Random fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. So he is like probing and he's like, so you didn't pick up a husband along the way of all your like professional adventures. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I am a smart person. And like, I've saved myself so much time and heartache and problems. And then she's like, what about you? Is there a missus? And he's like, yes. However, she did run away with like my dog and my my like, co-op on the park. <laughs> my co-op on the park. Oh. And I never got a good sense of what it is that he does. Like, nah. is he in radio? Is that what it is? Maybe. I have no idea. Oh, no man. idea whatsoever. But it, I, I, it never really said, like, what his His profession is. is available to Jane Fonda. That's, I like it. <laughs> that's like what it. he With does these hat. days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, we're going to get together more while Mm -hmm. I'm here. And is this when she starts telling him about like her rules, her rules Um, for men? Or is that later? She, she tells him, um, so first they get, they get in trouble with the Segway guy. Oh my God. (laughs) They flounce through a fountain. Yes. Cause he says that she made, he gives her a penny or something to make a wish. Yeah says well that's a stupid wish or that's not a real wish or whatever and, he and like, also you're not supposed to tell it. people your wishes you ruined yes. it you jinxed yes. it and so he makes the segue guy take a picture of them while they're in the fountain before they get up so cute so mm-hmm. cute um and then I think like she sees him maybe 
in the hotel. And that's what yeah. he gets in the hotel in a in the elevator with her in a robe. Oh yes. And she's like, "Have you been saving wishes all over town?" <laughs> and so he he asks her to go to coffee or drinks or something. She's like, "We have a wonderful bar here in the hotel." Oh yeah. You know, and it's so cute. Is that when he sends her the picture of them in the fountain or whatever? And he I says, so. with yeah. the raincoat, next time we should wear protection. Oh my God. Next Come on, Don Johnson. Come on. <laughs> Stop being so adorable with your dad jokes. Oh, Ugh. it's the best. It's the best. Way too much. And so, she's, go ahead. Oh no. So Jane Fonda has like, you know, she has these boundaries that she has set mm -hmm. for herself in order to have a successful life. And one of the main ones is she doesn't sleep with men. And he's mm -hmm. like, you don't sleep with men. Like, I don't remember that part. And she's like, no, 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 no. I have sex, but I just do not sleep. Like there's no, there's no overnights. There's nothing like that. And they go on this date. Oh my God. They end up on the couch and it is the cutest thing in the whole wide world because you can see all over Don mm -hmm. Johnson's angelic face that like that he knows he's like getting away with something like mm -hmm. he has accomplished something right now because she's like she's got her head on his lap and he's mm -hmm. like tickling her arm because that's oh. her favorite thing in the whole world is arm tickles oh and I was like I I hear you Jane I can get down with that yeah I'm I can I get down with that under the right circumstances I could be persuaded mm-hmm oh mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's set. you're right. It is such a sweet scene because you can just tell how happy he is that she's like breaking down that, you know, that barrier that she's kept up for 40 years. Yeah. He's the one to get through. And he just, oh, it's just like the same way he looks at her when he sees her after 40 years and, you know, calls her slim again. It's just like, this is the woman of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They pressed pause for a minute, but mm -hmm. he has managed, like they've managed to like resurrect all of this magic that they had oh, yeah. together. Ugh. And he doesn't. So and nice. I thought the, the best part about his character, mm. well, one of the best parts, there's a lot of good parts, but like he doesn't judge her for the way that she's lived her life for the last 40 years just yeah no committed relationship just you know having men there basically at her beck and call when yeah. she gets some and I thought that was <clears throat> for his character I thought that was really cool especially given their like their age and their mm. generation sure for him to just accept that she is this very liberated independent woman who yeah you know, if she wants some, she's just going to call up old dude and say, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he accepted that and didn't judge it and was just like, well, you know, I want to be the guy that you call from here on out. You know, oh, I want to be your dude. That speech, because he has to go. He has to like get on a plane. And so he does this because she gets a little skittish after this. Oh, yeah. Understandably have mm -hmm. been there when you're like, oh, no. I'm breaking all the rules and I like it. Oh no. Oh yeah. Like the, he's getting under my skin. Mm -hmm. um, so she's freaking out a little bit and he does this speech to her. That's like, I want to be the person that you call. I want to love you for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I want to just like be with you period. The end. Oh. oh yeah. And he's like, I don't want to change anything about you. God. I mean, what better words are there? I know. <laughs> I know, 
but she she rebuffs him hard mm-hmm. she's, she's just like, like have a nice flight home <laughs> yep. yeah like oh, like a handshake bye yeah yeah and then so like should we save the HEAs until like everybody gets together because all of the ladies are involved with each of their mm-hmm. yeah I think HEAs. that's a good idea yeah okay mm-hmm. or at least usually yeah who should we do next Let's see. Should we do Murphy Brown? Let's do some Murphy Brown. <laughs> Candace Bergen, come on down. Uh, her cat named Ginsberger. Oh, Ginsberger. Like everything about Murphy Brown is so taciturn and like she is all business until she's just sort of like, until she gets challenged, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's this federal judge. And she was married for a long time. And it says she just sort of married the safe guy, mm-hmm. but he was never at the same level as her. Mm-hmm. What was the breaking point? It was like, after what Don Quixote was about. <laughs> oh boy. That would break me too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell me the plot of Don Quixote. Exactly. It um, made me think of, um, what is it, in Shawshank Redemption when that guy keeps calling him Alexandre Dumas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Such vibes. Such vibes. Yeah. So she asked him for the divorce, but she's mm-hmm. still, like, a little bit hung up on him because she hasn't, she hasn't, like, just put herself out there years. at all. Right. Mm-hmm. For 18 years. 18 years. I can't even wrap like, my I brain try around to do, I try to do the math just like based on like basically how old I thought she was yeah you know because she's I mean I'm assuming most of these characters are supposed to be in their early 60s that's like I a think. third of her life yeah which so means like that she probably she was, only spent just a little over a third of her life fucking yeah like oh like no. how do you give it up when you're in your late 40s Murphy Brown Murphy you Brown you're thing. better than that Absolutely. What would Elton say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the she and Jane, what mm-hmm. say again? She gets a phone call while she's on the bench or whatever, and yeah. it's like her son, and she calls a recess, and that's when she finds out <clears throat> that her son's engaged, and then her ex-husband is with Cheryl, who is a. I oh think yeah, because her name is Sharon. Murphy Brown's name in the movie is yeah. Sharon. And now he's with Cheryl, who's Mm -hmm. like 20 years younger. And Mm -hmm. she's like this hot little thing. Oh, yeah. And very like bubbly and and sweet. Cheryl's Mm -hmm. a sweetheart. Cheryl is a sweetheart. I mean, I can't knock Cheryl. And it's like, it's been 18 years, Murphy Brown. Yeah. You really got to put your shoes on and get out more. And it's not like, I mean, Cheryl was probably five when y'all got divorced. Good (laughs) Lord. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Didn't have anything to do with it. But she calls her a... What it, he's in Maui with a tartlet named Cheryl. A tartlet. That detail was so perfect because she couldn't, she had to infantilize her even with that. Like, oh, that was tartlet. So good. Oh, it cracks me up. Yeah. So she finds out that her son and her husband, her ex-husband mm-hmm. are like not only on the same vacation together that she obviously was not invited to slash even yeah. notified about, mm-hmm. but they both got engaged together mm-hmm. and like, they're probably going to have like a joint engagement party and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, honestly, that would throw me for a loop too. Oh yeah. All mm-hmm. of that's rough. Um, 
Yeah. But so she's like, she's struggling with the Mm -hmm. book. She keeps Mm -hmm. on being like, I love that scene where she's sitting there and she's just like, I just, oh, that can't, wow. And she's turning pages being like, this can't, oh my gosh. Like, I don't think I should know about things like this. It cracks me up. It cracks me up. And then she gets on Bumble. Yeah, because Jane Fonda throws down the gauntlet again. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't, she does like a reverse psychology on her, basically. She negs her into Mm -hmm. dating again because she's Mm -hmm. like, I don't think you could open up to another human being. Yeah. And Murphy Brown's like, I've never seen a challenge I didn't want to conquer. So So here we go. She has a hard time with Richard Dreyfus. Ah. Mr. Holland's opus, Richard Dreyfus is here now. Yes. And he's so cute. And he like puts her at ease. Mm -hmm. So she's thinking that she's like bumbling and and an idiot. And he says, can I, can I just like be honest with you really quickly? She's like, sure. He's like, I changed my shirt six times before this date. And I only have five shirts. Like we're both nervous here. It's okay. Oh, and when she walks into the restaurant and she looks over and there's all those riding crops hung up and she's just been reading. <laughs> oh yeah. That uh, yeah. But when, um, oh, I think it's, it's Mayor before her date, uh, Jane Fonda and Mary Steenberger take her to buy Spanx. Oh yes. <laughs> oh boy. And so they, she tries to wrestle herself into some Spanx and I, I've never been, I've never felt more seen the, the struggle of trying to get Spanx on like, oof. Well, and then I was sitting here thinking, I don't know that I've ever tried those on, (laughs) like gone into and tried those on. That is an excellent point. Of my own home. Yeah, you just like read the chart on the back and then you take them home. Yeah, that is an excellent point. I have yeah. never taken Spanx into a dressing room, Mm-mm. probably like, because of the grunting it requires to put them on. Well, first of all, no dressing room is big enough to do the extended oh, hop. The, the hop, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no. But so she not only, I guess, is trying on the scuba gear because that's what it looks like Uh she's also trying this dress on and she has like the scuba gear is somehow on top of part of the dress and the dress I think is also on backwards and halfway unzipped oh my gosh yeah yeah she's a hot mess and it's adorable because she's so put together in Mm -hmm. every other way and this is the one area of her life that just like unravels her oh yeah oh yeah it's so cute that was so relatable though when she's walking with them and she's talking about um I met this guy online because mm. you, we've all had friends who did the online dating and it's like well what if he's you know a troll or what if oh, he's yeah. she's like what if he doesn't have arms yeah. <laughs> oh yeah and that's the first thing she says to Richard Dreyfer. she's like oh look you do have arms it would be fine if you didn't but oh boy <laughs> I know but they have the cutest just dinner date. And, and that's the best part about this book to me is that like all of the book about this movie, all of these guys, you know, to some extent are pretty in touch with their EQ. Hmm. You know, there's not a lot of bluster. Yeah. It's really, you know, there's a lot of honesty in yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's so great to see. And just really people who are 
honestly flummoxed by the online thing. Sure. Because, you know, there is, it is, I'm sure, especially in 2018, when this came out, if you're in your early sixties or late fifties or, you know, however old they're supposed to be mm-hmm. online dating would be very daunting. I would think, I mean, I think it would be daunting for somebody in their forties. <laughs> yeah. It would be daunting for me right now today. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a lot. And yeah, you're right. There is something to like, it's, it's not just, there's like a vulnerability, but that's mm-hmm. not it either. Exactly. There's like this, there's this sincerity exactly. in every character mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is really, even the characters that are like one and done, never come back. Oh yeah. It's really mm-hmm. nice. I hadn't thought of that before, but you're completely right. Yeah. Okay. But now we have to get to the parking lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they have because, a lovely meal. Yeah. Very nice. Everything's good. So they go outside and he's obviously like, well, you know, I know there's a really small chance that this will be getting to the second date territory and stuff. So like, burr, 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 burr. and she's like, do you want to kiss me? Mm-hmm. And then I think she says, oh, screw it. Blam! Grabs <laughs> him by the chin. Yes. Listener and just plants one on him. Yeah, hot scene. They are getting out of the back of her car, very mm-hmm. disheveled. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he hands her back her spanks. He's like, Oh my gosh! He them right side out first. How sweet is that? <laughs> he turned them right side out first. That's maybe I love. Think these belong to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you're so right. So cute. And so that gives her like this big confidence boost. Heck yeah. It's awesome to see, you know, she sails in the door, says hello to Ginsburger. And then she's got like new messages on Bumble. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dr. Derek. Oh, Dr. Derek is ready to throw down. Um, Dr. Mm -hmm. Derek's ready. So she goes on that date Mm -hmm. and does before she sees anybody, she runs into her ex-husband and his Mm -hmm. new fiance. Cheryl and Cheryl, Cheryl comes running over and gives her a hug. She's just so sweet, you know. Oh, like she, really she just, she, she just really wants is. them to be a happy family, is all. Yeah, and the husband, the ex-husband, is like, you know, she says, "Oh, Tom." Well, I think his name's Tom. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you look great, Murphy Brown." Yeah, and she says, "Your hair is dark," and he says, "I dyed it," and she's like, "I know." Yeah, I. <laughs> would think Don so I know oh, poor man <laughs> and then Dr. Oh. Derek comes up with his rose I okay so I don't know the first time I watched this mm-hmm. I actually thought that it was going to be one of those situations where he saw there was like an awkward moment with her ex-husband like inviting her to the joint engagement party mm-hmm. and I thought that he was going to be like a stranger who came up and was like oh let me save you from this awkward moment but then I realized he was just her date yeah um, which is also cute mm-hmm. but and he was sweet he wanted to dj the double engagement party adorable as, so and that's the inconceivable guy. Listener. That's just what I was about to say is that he will always be the inconceivable guy. Yeah. Bride, regardless uh-huh. of whatever else he's in, he is the inconceivable guy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but then he just kind of goes away. Like we see him then and then yeah. that's it. Yeah, I was unclear. I was like going back and forth with myself. Mm-hmm. It, is she going to like go back with Richard Dreyfus or was mm-hmm. was Richard Dreyfus like truly just the warm up to get to yeah. the inconceivable guy inconceivable. yeah and then i didn't really understand like her reaction 
I mean, yes, it sucks to see your ex-husband and his smoking hot new little wife or fiance at yeah. dinner when Dr. Derek walks up. But I mean, you know, you're obviously out there and I thought she looked great. Oh, yeah. Um, in her outfit, you know, and she's there and Dr. Derek's there. Um, now, Dr. Derek is no Cheryl, but I mean. No, Dr. Derek is. um he's just like incredibly awkward. And he's mm-hmm. one of those doctors who's like, hi, I'm Dr. D. And, and it's like, like, he calls himself Dr. Derek like eight times in this. Yeah. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I was late. I had a very complicated <laughs> surgery and like all of that kind of stuff. And you're just mm-hmm. like, I feel like you're trying a little too hard. And I got a jet. I got a yeah. jet. But so, so she leaves yeah. there, I think. And then like deletes her and is like upset and deletes her whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was a little bit dramatic. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, you had this great time. Why not look up Richard Dreyfus? Why not it? call him back? Yeah. Would you like a date number two? Yeah. I, I really mean, enjoyed our rodeo in the back of my car. Exactly. I'll bring new spanks. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I, I thought that was a little just based on what they had said about her character that far, I thought that was out of like out of character for her. Mm. Like she's gonna tap out after this one not that shitty experience. Right. Right. I, yeah, I thought that was weird. But so and then I think that's it for her for a little bit. She takes you know, she takes Ginsburger to the vet. Ginsburger yeah and then I was like is it going to be the vet what's happening with Murphy Mm -hmm. Brown it's not and it's just like this one-off scene or whatever and yeah comes back either so yeah so by the end of it she just I think I think she might have just been like a little bit emotionally exhausted and overwhelmed Mm -hmm. at that point Mm -hmm. Um, because she goes to the joint party and Mm -hmm. I feel like that gave her a bit more confidence you know, cause she's just like, you know what? I don't want you. That's true. Mm-hmm. I haven't wanted you for a really long time. And it's like she, that finally, I think clicks in her brain that, you know, this guy, he gave her a great, you know, he gave her the son and I never really knew if she had a good relationship with the son or not. It was just yeah. kind of stilted and weird. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think she goes there and she sees him with Cheryl and she's like, that is not the dude for me. Right. And right. hasn't been in a really long time. Well, it helps that he does uh, misunderstand Shakespeare in his toast. So that's nice. That's really like helpful for Murphy Brown. <laughs> and then she does correct him in her toast, which I, I was know, like, I lady, you got to just let it go. Yeah. Honestly. She did end up, like she said in her toast, love is just a word until someone gives it meaning. I was like, mm. oh, that's very true. That is really it, nice. it did end up being sweet after she was like, Tommy, you're a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There was just that moment at the beginning where I wanted to like crawl in under my desk. Yeah, oh, it was very awkward. So, yeah. so by the end, she's just like, no, I'm going to be a lady about town. And mm-hmm. she resurrects her Bumble profile. Yes. And guess who's winking at her? Wink, wink, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, round two is going to happen. I know, it's so cute. Round forever, them. frankly. Mm-hmm. Me too. They're actually adorable together. They really are. They're oh, so cute. I love those girls. Yeah. <sighs> okay, who are we doing next? Um, do you want to do Diane Keaton? Let's do Diane Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> 
So ironically, okay. I think her name is Diane. It is <laughs> Diane. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, movie. This is how yeah. you should have handled all of them. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Diane Keaton is, she was like a mom and she had a really, really, really happy marriage until mm-hmm. her husband died last year. Mm-hmm. And she's mostly handling it pretty okay. Like it yeah. seems, it seems like she's really just like stable on her own, and she's not like mired in the in the very mm-hmm. beginnings of grief, you know. Yeah. So she's all about reading this Fifty Shades. Mm-hmm. She's very cute about it. She loves it. She loves it. Oh, yeah. it makes me laugh so hard. Yeah. But like her daughters. Oh Alicia my god. And girl number two I don't I didn't know who she was lady from the league but yeah yeah okay clueless and lady from the league um yeah they are they both need cunt punches I'm sorry they were horrible they were the worst because they've decided that since their dad died like their mom is on death's doorstep and I think do they live together are they that codependent that the sisters live together with their spouses I don't think so i mean it really felt that way so this whole story takes place in in california that's where all the the ladies live well so diane keaton's daughters live in arizona and i think they live separately (laughs) but you never see them never each other they're never together and i'm just like "Mm, seems weird terrible but so she basically had no real life experience other than with her husband because according you know and murphy brown says this the last time she had a first date she got pregnant oh yeah <laughs> yeah so you know she's really just i think kind of adjusting and in my opinion well very well on her own yeah and she her house i love her house it's oh, so man. gorgeous all those so, plants like oh my gosh i know get out of here get out so, of here so, but her daughters have convinced themselves that she needs to move to Arizona and they want her to move into one of them's basement. Maybe, maybe their basement. No maybe one their <laughs> joint basement. They keep on talking about the basement. Uh, they're the ones with issues. Yeah. They've decided that she, like her hips are suddenly made of peanut brittle mm-hmm. and like she, she's blind now. She can't drive anymore because she's just yeah. like hit an age. And so they're, they're really, really pressuring her and constantly coming at her being like, you know, you can't do that anymore. And like, we worry about you because of safety. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, I am the mom. Like, I feel like yeah. I would have freaked out way sooner than she did. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh. And it just, and I mean, I understand that their dad, I guess, died on Maybe he died unexpectedly. I don't know that that's really clear. Yeah, that's um, true. But I just, you know, you can look at Diane Keaton and she's fine. She's great. You know? I mean, she's she looks great. amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she has the most unique style mm-hmm. of anybody. And she just, she, she puts it together in a way that just makes you want to hang out with her. Absolutely. Yeah. She's because, very dynamic. Yes. It's just like, it, it blows my mind that she puts that stuff together and makes it look so put together. <laughs> I know. I know. But so anyway, so the yeah, girl- so they really want her to move out to Arizona. Yeah. And she's like, I would miss my book club. Like mm-hmm. all of my friends are here. And they're like, but all of your family is in Arizona. And I'm sitting there going, but only one of those things, things sucks hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 
There's only one of those things that I would want to stay several states away from. (laughs) Yeah, there's only one of those things that makes me feel actively bad. Like, let's not, shall we? Mm-mm. And like, they make her call them like all the time. And I'm just like, Ugh. that made me nuts. It made me absolutely nuts. I thought her speech at the end was so gracious and kind mm-hmm. because instead of doing what I would probably do, she oh, yeah. says like your parenting instincts are, are you know, very robust, mm-hmm. but I do need you to point them away from me. Yeah. Because I'm not dead and I'm going to live my life. And yeah. I, I, there would have been more expletives uh, oh, and girl. more throwing mm-hmm. my hands in the air. Mm-hmm. Just, there would have been, mm, Oh yeah. Been, and it would have happened way sooner than oh that. Oh my God. Yeah. Pretty way much immediately. I but cannot. she gets on a plane because yeah. she's going to go to Arizona to like the Test daughters have, yeah, mm-hmm. they've convinced her to like, check it out. And so she gets there and she tries to she tries to climb over this sleeping man. Um, and instead she just sort of like falls into his lap, which I loved. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard because it's so awkwardly adorable. And so it is. you can pull that off, but by God, she did. And it was hilarious. Like I've never even contemplated that. I've looked at it and I was like, that is, that is certain mutual death. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to wake the person up. <laughs> they get, well, and they I mean, the other side of it is, who's already asleep before the plane's even, before everybody's That's, not on board? <laughs> I mean, he had to, like, you have to be really hungover, right? Yeah. Like, and you're <laughs> in the middle seat. Yeah. Why yeah. are you asleep? <laughs> yeah. You have a job to do right now. Yeah. And it is to let everyone else get settled as well. Oh yeah. my God, you're so right. Yeah. It makes no sense, but it is adorable. I mean, and she full, I mean, grinds on him on the way to the seat great yeah and he like likes it without being pervy Mm -hmm. you know he's very Mm -hmm. respectable but you can tell that he's like okay (laughs) (laughs) weird (laughs) yeah so she's like popping xanax because she's Uh afraid of flying and then he at some point asks her about her husband and and he's she's like he died and then he goes in a plane crash and like it was so funny and especially with um andy garcia's delivery oh yeah because that's who plays mitchell i don't know mitchell i think so i think that's right andy and diane diane and andy there you go yeah so anyway they they do a big banter the whole time he looks yeah. And the jet bridge, they like close the jet bridge and she like grabs him right in the business. <laughs> she she like, freaks out for no reason. They're yeah. still on the ground. They haven't even begun taxiing yet. The, the third person in their row hasn't even sat down. Mm-hmm. And this the plane jostles a little bit and she just goes for the immediate crotch grab, just flails into a crotch grab. And he, again, likes it without being pervy. Mm-hmm. Like he walks a very fine line in this movie, Andy Garcia does. He does. And, you know, he makes it. He, he really nailed it. Oh, he does. I mean, and his voice is just like, it's that like gravelly, velvety, Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's great yeah. stuff. I like it. I like Later it. on when he looks her dead in the face and he says, it's okay to be happy. 
in that voice, I was just like, how do you not see that this is the way? Exactly. <laughs> this, this is the way. <laughs> take it. Take it. He wants you. Take yeah. it. <laughs> okay. So then he like sort of looks over a little bit while he's pretending to be asleep. Mm-hmm. And he does see her reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And so at the end of the flight, he's like, what were you reading? <laughs> and she panics and just sort of shouts, Moby Dick. And then he like questions her about it a little bit. And then he's like, I didn't know that Christian Grey had a nickname. And she's just like, go, oh, oh, curse you, Andy Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so good. And you're right. His delivery of everything is just what makes it. It's just so good. It's yeah. just perfectly timed. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's great stuff. So on her return flight, because she has to take a, an earlier flight because her daughters are hellhounds mm-hmm. and she has to like get like somebody calls an emergency book club because something happened in somebody's well, relationship. I think, I think it's Mary Steenberger. Oh, yeah. And she's like reading Fifty Shades and she calls. And the first thing she says, have you ever been spanked? <laughs> but I think you called the wrong person. <laughs> you need to get back here right now. We have to talk about this. We have to talk about this. Yes. Oh. So on the way back, the flight attendant is like, lady in 17A, I need you at the front of the plane please mm-hmm. and she's done one of those like post or like mid-flight survey things mm-hmm. and the stewardess participates in a, a bit of a sexual harassment <laughs> because that's kind of how I saw it too um because you know at first I was like okay is this cute or is it a little much you know oh, yeah on, my dog's trying to get into my office oh <laughs> okay. what kind of dog He's a bulldog. Oh, cute. And a sweet boy. He's a good dude. Um, <laughs> yes. So she's like, I need more information from you on this survey. I'm going to need to know your full phone number, your full physical address, your full name. Yeah. Like she basically asks for her blood type as well. I know. And she's just giving it over. She's just like, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know this. Absolutely. And I'm like, Diane Keaton, identity theft exists. Exactly. You gotta- I was, that was a little much for me, but, and I think if he hadn't come out yeah. during that, I would not have liked it, but because oh, he comes exactly. out and owns up to it and it's like, well, we're very thorough. Pilots are very thorough or whatever it is. He says, she's like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like, he very, he very obviously takes it from the, you know, he takes it so that she can say no at any point. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to have this information. Yeah. But he's like, come, like, we we need to get together. Um, yeah. I'll call you. And she's just like, she's just completely Ooh. flummoxed. She doesn't know what to do with herself. And she, <laughs> the alarm, she's like, get back in there. The alarm, the oh, alarm. That's right. He's like, go out with me. And she's like, um, and then there's some sort of alarm happening. And she's oh, like, yeah like go fix the alarm and he goes well we're in the middle of something very important i couldn't possibly conversation yeah and so she's like yes i'll go out with you like please don't let the plane crash yeah oh my gosh and then he just opens the door and like clicks the button he's like okay we're good (laughs) it's great so then he calls her Mm -hmm. and he's like let's go to dinner tomorrow. And she's like, well, you're in Arizona and I'm in California. So like, that's not going to work. And then he's Mm -hmm. like, I am a pilot. Did you recall? So he flies in 
and he comes to get her. Mm-hmm. The ladies get her dressed. For, you need something sexy. <laughs> I I need to ask you an actual logistical question, right? Yeah. Now. And that is, if you have had friends for more than 40 years, mm-hmm. do you shut the door to your walk-in closet to get changed? No. Right? No. Like yeah. the fir- the very first time I was in the same room as Jenny. She mm-hmm. just like tits out changed. Like it's oh, not, yeah. we're just. That's what we do. Like yeah. <laughs> one of my good friends just got married. Yeah. And I mean, she and I are just running around in there, you know, tits out and it's all good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so funny. Cause she kept on being like, what about this outfit? And then she would close the door to like but go she change very, again. Like, you know, very buttoned up and poncho and I you know, all that. So maybe that's part of her deal, but no, mm-mm. we do not close doors. And it's so much away. effort. Mm-hmm. So yeah. much effort. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. We had gym class together. You know, what's up. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. We've been on way too many, like, you know, lake days yeah. for this to be a thing. Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway. So he takes her to dinner and, and there's some picking out the window and like, he's wearing jeans. I love a man in jeans. He's got a nice butt. Oh, <laughs> so cute. So cute. So cute. So anyway, basically they become a couple. Mm-hmm. And like, it goes from this date to her visiting. Oh, she comes out to Arizona to see the, the terrible daughters. Mm-hmm. And once again, she says she's leaving early, but instead she goes up the escalator and then she like changes clothes. Right. And then comes well, down. No, I think no, because her daughter's like making fun of her. She's like, I think it's so cute how That's your right. generation has to get fancy for air travel. Yeah. She realizes that was like at least two generations ago, right? Like above Diane Keaton. And it's just like, her daughters are just so- Horrendous. They're terrible and they're so clueless. And I just don't, I don't understand how you can see Diane Keaton's character in this movie and think she's like some fragile old lady. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it was cool. And I can't remember when it was, but it was one of the times she went out to Arizona and they like put her in those rocking chairs with the old people. Yes. You know, but then in the background, there's Victoria's Secret. Uh-huh. So I was like, that's such a good juxtaposition because she's right. so much closer to going in there, you know, right. reading her 50 shades than she is with these macrame and grandmas on these, yeah. you know, yeah, the, chairs. the people who are taking naps in public, like it's clearly just... a, a field trip from like the nursing home, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think it's Mary Steenberger or Berger. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say her name. Um, she's like, how are you feeling? Like, what's it like out there? She's like, I feel like I'm in the walking dead. dead. Oh no. Yes. Oh God. So awful. But so, yeah, so she sneaks away from the family. Yeah. She goes up the escalator at the airport and then down and he picks her up. And now they're going to go out to his Arizona ranch because he's a, a secret billionaire. I know. And I was like, that? I'm sorry that wherever he is, I need to go to that resort. Cause there's no way that's somebody's house. <laughs> I mean, it was freaking gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. Oh. Yeah. And they're like canoodling in the pool, like making out on a swan floaty and so stuff. Cute. So cute. So cute. And like, obviously just having the time of their lives. Oh and then the daughters freak out because like, she's not answering her phone. She didn't get on the plane. Burp, 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 mm-hmm. burp. She's like, she mm-hmm. can be they call the cops. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, like fair, you know, like that's a, but I mean, like, here's the thing. And, you know, say my mom had come over or whatever, and she was like, I'm going to go back. Yeah. Well, the first person I'm going to call is going to be like one of her friends. Absolutely. And say, Hey, I haven't heard from my mom in a day. Well, and that's the other thing. They don't call the college right away. They wait like 24 hours. And I'm like, it's a while. Really an issue. Yeah. You're screwed. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So and then they crash her party at his house. They all come over. But before that, he takes her up that plane, which (gasps) made me, and it was so cute because it's like in 50 Shades, you know, when Christian takes Anna in the glider or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's the reenactment, only it's cool. Yeah. Oh, it was so cute. So and it's cute. especially serious because she has a, a, a fear of flying. Oh, yeah. So, and he's like, don't touch the controls or we'll crash. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so cute. And, like, they keep on needling each other back and forth about, like, who dies in plane crashes and stuff. Like, it's, oh, so, it's so morbid great. and adorable. I love it. So great. But, yes, anyway, so the daughters oh, show up. They barge in. man. And they're, like, sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things that I love about her husband, and he's, he's just like, this is this is not your hormonal, like, cause she's very pregnant and like, oh, yeah. this isn't a big deal. And everybody's like, <gasps> and he tries to shake Andy Garcia's hand and Alicia Silverstone's like, no. yeah, yeah. And then Diane Keaton freaks out and mm-hmm. she's like, you're right. I should just be a vegetable because that's what you want. My beautiful daughters. And she packs up to leave. And he's like, Hey, your kids are adults. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like you've been doing everything for everyone else for a really long time. And it's okay to make a choice for you. And it's okay to be happy. Oh yeah. And she, she says like condescending things about him, not understanding what being a parent is like. Mm-hmm. Cause and you just live here leaves. on your ranch and you don't have any responsibilities. And, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I'm like, oh, right, fuck you, Diane Keaton. Responsibilities. That's <laughs> not, that's not responsibility. That's bad parenting. Honestly. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, and, and that was the other disconnect for me is that just like, I mean, I get it that, you know, she's worried, I guess, about her daughters because their father passed away. But I mean, it's been a year. Yeah. And I yeah. don't judge anybody's, you know, grief cycle or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, after a year, they need to let you move on if you have moved on. Uh-huh. And I mean, shouldn't they be excited for you to continue into this next stage of your life and not be like, clinging to your husband's old shirt that still smells like his aftershave you know and yeah and like even more even more than that what what really struck me is like the intergenerational thing of like normally one would think that that like the older person would be like your life is over when your husband dies Mm -hmm. and instead she's like no I'm doing pretty okay and it's the younger people who are like your life is over because your husband is dead so you need to just like eat soup and wait to die and like that's not anyway it's cool that was really cute so finally she's like I'm gonna move back I'm gonna move to Arizona into the basement of the house my daughters share because they're I can incredibly walk into shower. <laughs> oh my god yeah they got her a walk-in shower it's so good uh-uh. oh my god uh anyway and then finally she has enough at some point mm-hmm. because they're like mom i can't believe you drove to like cvs or something yeah and all the way out here that's such a lot you're lucky you didn't kill somebody and it's like 
Well, then why didn't you fly her out there if you yeah. weren't that worried about it? Why did you make her drive a U-Haul to Arizona? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why didn't you hire her a moving company and pay for it, mm-hmm. assholes? Exactly. Ugh. So anyway, she's like, this is enough. This is absolutely enough. We can't do this anymore. You can't, you can't simultaneously treat me like I'm on death's doorstep, but also infantilize me like crazy. Mm-hmm. You need to find a way to like channel these parenting instincts into a being that is not me because I still have life to live and I'm a grown ass woman. Yes. And she says it so much more beautifully and like compassionately well, and like, than I did. Yeah. It's like you said, it's like you said, I mean, mine, mine would have been laced with so much more profanity and just like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And I, you know, I would have been done way before she was. Yeah. There would have been so much more indignation if I oh, was yeah. with Diet Wolf, Diane Keaton. Yeah. Anyway, so then she goes and she's HEA with that pilot bro. She, yeah. she drives her U-Haul mm-hmm. to his ranch, which I thought was simultaneously presumptuous and badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just like, like, I know he wants it. At the door. So I'm like, did she call first? I know, right? Or does he just have like a ridiculously long ranch driveway where you can like hear the gravel? That's what my house was like. And then I in my mind, I'm like, there's no way that place doesn't have a gate. Yeah, for definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's a, it's an electric one. Like there's a code. Oh yeah. It's a whole business. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Diane Keaton's all buttoned yes. up happily ever after. Yes. And she, he asked her what's in the U-Haul and she's like, just my overnight bag. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. So that leaves us with Mary Steenberg. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Her good old Mary. And the the man who will forever be coach. He's coach. Yes. (laughs) His name is Craig T. Nelson. I wrote down, Um, but yes, he is coach. So they've been married for forever. Mm-hmm. And they've always been like, like famously doing it. Oh yeah. Like everybody so knows. And so attracted to each other and uh-huh. everything is peachy keen. Yeah. Mary and coach do it all the time. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. They have kids, but the kids are like not in the picture. Like they're, yeah, never they're not even mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once she starts reading 50 shades, she comes not to the conclusion, but I think she finally lets herself admit that they're in a bit of a marital rut. Yeah. And we find out that they haven't had sex in six months. Yeah. And all of, oh my God, I love it. All the ladies are like, what? Except what for Mo- Murphy about? Brown, who's like, yeah, that part of our lives is over. Oh my God, Murphy Brown. I know. So she, they're like, they go to their anniversary dinner and it's, he is so sweet. Like his voice also is oh, just yeah. like, it, like he's a sexy Kermit the Frog. A little bit. How does he do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know he either. He yeah. Does. And I feel like he looks exactly the same as he did. I mean, you know, he's older. Completely. Older, I mean, he still looks like Coach. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. Yep. So she gets him dance lessons because she has signed them up for a talent show at the. Ch- benefit for children Mm -hmm. that she runs yeah and he's like you signed us up for a performance without okay yeah and i was like mary that's a little little presumptuous there like that's that's, not cool that's not a foolproof plan at all (laughs) 
And he gets them both these adorable noise canceling earplugs that I actually found to be very romantic. Eargasm. Eargasms. Oh my gosh. And it's because he wants her to be able to watch her TV shows mm-hmm. and so that he can go to sleep earlier mm-hmm. and that his snoring won't bother her. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry. I don't care what age you are. That's a big romance. It is. It's very sweet. And it's yeah. like, he, and to me, she's like, you know, she's obviously, well, I say obviously, she's offended by it. She's like, oh, earplugs. That's not romantic. And I'm like, that's a lot more romantic because he put, thought into what would be good for you yes whereas with your present you put no thought into whether or not he would want to do that mm-hmm. you just felt like y'all were drifting apart so let's shove us together in this dance class for this you know talent show in front yeah. of hundreds of people at this fancy benefit like yeah Mary I think we know who's in the wrong here and it's not well, coach. absolutely and like on the other hand I sort of felt for her because there, I I feel like there is that moment in any kind of relationship where you get like the narrative stuck in your head Mm -hmm. and you can only see things through that lens. Oh yeah. And so later on in the movie, when things like finally come to a head, she's like, yeah, you got us, um, you got us earplugs so that we wouldn't have to like listen to each other, Mm -hmm. even when we're close. And he's like, no, I got my wife earplugs because I want to be able to like go to sleep next to you that's why I got them for you is I like I like doing a snuggle on you while you watch tv exactly and it's like their whole the running thing for them through the movie is just like if they would just this is the tried and true if they would just talk to each other romance thing yeah you know it would have been solved but because you know he's kind of like, he's scared or whatever because of retirement. He doesn't know really what's next for him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to appear scared in front of her. And she's worried about this, but it's like, they just never have the conversation yeah. that they need to have. So yeah. Until they're too frustrated to have a constructive conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So she wants to bone and all the mm-hmm. ladies are like, well, then you should pull an Anastasia and like, you know, do something sexy. Mm-hmm. So she decides to put on her like her like teeny bopper um yeah, the waitress, waitress outfit, mm-hmm. which I thought was very cute. Because yeah. he's found his motorcycle. Yes. And it so obviously like breathes new life into him. Mm-hmm. And he calls the motorcycle like a she. And oh, he's yeah. like talking about her hot chazzy and her oh yeah. And when her, he's doing that. And he walks in and he's doing that in front of all the girls at the book club. And this is right after like she's told them they hadn't had sex for six months. And mm-hmm. he's like, lube up that blah, blah, blah. And give yeah. her a spank on the blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like Mr. Raring to go. Exactly. So she like, you know, flaunts her boobs in front of him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah, you could take me for a ride. But then like, the wheel pops or something and he's he's just like not picking it up and I think he's sort of being deliberately oblivious yes Mm -hmm. yes exactly that and she's frustrated but she won't use her words yeah so then they go to dance classes every now and then and it's not great. Then finally, yeah. she's just like, I want to fuck. <laughs> and <laughs> in front of the neighbors. <laughs> oh, my 
my God. And he's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. I especially Mm -hmm. don't want to talk about it out in public in front of our neighbors and like, stop it. Like, leave me alone. This is not the time and the, not the way. And I Mm -hmm. hate it. And Um, like, he even went to like his doctor about it. And I'm just like that you're crossing some lines here. Just like, well, I did it because I didn't think you would talk to him. Well, did you ask? Yeah, and like, what kind of HIPAA violations is that doctor pulling? You know, like that can't be a thing. It's not a good thing. Not a, a not thing. a good situation. Yeah. <laughs> then she slips him a Mickey. This I had a big problem with that. <laughs> huge problems. Huge. Yeah, problems. like that's not okay. And Jane Fonda, shame on you for giving them to her. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, now maybe Jane's thinking it was going to be consensual. I don't know. I didn't get that vibe, but yeah. So Jane Fonda gives her Viagra being like, this will do it for you. Mm -hmm. And instead of talking to him and being like, Hey, do you want to try this? Like, is it just like an involuntary issue Mm -hmm. that we can address instead of doing that? She like puts it in his beer when they're out too. (gasps) Oh my God. I forgot about that too. She, so she overdoses him. Yeah. On Viagra without his permission in public. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Why are you doing that in public? Who wants to walk out of the restaurant with their husband having a giant boner? I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe she's a braggart, you know? I just don't understand. No, the whole plan was a mess. Whole plan was a mess and it was a huge breach of trust and a giant betrayal and oh, it was not okay. <laughs> not oh, okay. Yeah. And I love that he he treats it that way from start to finish. Mm-hmm. He's just like, this is awful. It, it, you, you should not have done this to me. Never in a million years mm-hmm. would I do this to you. Yeah. He then she's trying to give him a handy on the way home while he's driving. I know what is going on. Did you lose your mind, Mary Steenberger? That was crazy. That was crazy. Holy shit. And then, like, it gets pulled over. Yeah. yeah. And, and the then- cop, like, is on her side. Yeah. And winks at her. I'm like, no, no, no. That's she wrong. just admitted to drugging him without his consent. And you're like, cool go have, have fun good girl night. time ew uh, uh, lady cop you need to go yeah God. that's a no-no anyway so this is when he finally blows up and he's just mm-hmm. like you know you did this dance class bullshit for you and like you don't you don't give a shit about me and she's like well you don't want to listen to me or have any you know you give me with me. Plug, blah, blah, blah. yeah mm-hmm. and so he he does knock that boner on a wall trying oh, to turn around. And it's and loud. That was great. That was great. It's loud. And I yeah. was like, wow. Yeah, the sound guys did a great job adding that. <laughs> yeah. That's great stuff. And she wakes up later. He's not in bed. And so she comes downstairs and she she's like, I did a bad. Mm-hmm. I did a big bad on you. I shouldn't have done it. And I realize that now. And I should have just talked to you. And like, you don't have to do the talent show with me. Mm-hmm. And this is when he admits that he's been really freaked out since his mm-hmm. retirement party. Yeah. And he's sort of been like avoiding everything as a result, including the way their relationship might change depending on, you know, the new stage of life. So anyway, that's really sweet. And mm-hmm. then she goes to do the talent show by herself. 
<laughs> Which like, I have so many questions about this oh, yeah. dance number. Oh yeah, well, wait a minute. Before we get to the dance One. number, so okay. they go to Jane Fonda's room yes. to get her for the talent show. And yes. she's past <laughs> the only time she looks horrible in this whole movie. And even then she's still looking pretty good. She's passed out on the bed because she told Don Johnson, be gone. Yeah. Secretly sad. And so they show up and she's like, and he told me that he wanted me to be his person and spend the rest of his life with me. And her friends are like, so he said he didn't want to change you Mm -hmm. and that you were the best thing ever. And he wanted to be with you forever. Mm -hmm. Have you lost your mind? And you let him go to the airport? Like yeah. you have and to, you have to go get him. Uh, and they do the whole dress sequence with her, and they're like, "Put on something sexy," and she's like, "Everything she owns is sexy." <laughs> it's like James Bond is having a mini freakout. She's like, "He hasn't seen me naked in forty years," and she's like, "Freaking out, freaking out." And then Murphy Brown just slaps her right in the face. Yes. <laughs> oh like, my I'm sorry, god! But it had to be done. It had to be done, says the federal judge. Loved yeah. it. Yes. Loved so they it. send her off to find Arthur or Don Johnson. I think his name's Arthur. I think his name might be Arthur. Yeah. And so then the rest of them go to the talent show. Oh my God. Okay. So it's supposed to, she's supposed to be doing her like sixth grade tap dance routine or something. It, which I thought was weird anyway. That, that is a weird, okay. There are many things that would be weird about this if that is actually the premise. And I it, think it is. Because, so she's going to do that. It's supposed to be like rock around the block or something. I don't fucking red, know. Red, red Robin goes Bob, Bob, Bobbin. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and instead, meatloaf's I would do anything for love, but I won't do that comes on. And Which like, awesome. what a fucking classic. God, I don't I, care what anybody says. I will fight you. That it's song is jam. great. It's a good jam. Yeah. But, then, but it doesn't make any sense because that wasn't the song that she was going to dance to with Coach. No. It wasn't the song she was No, it's just to appropriate to. to like the 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 relationship issues she's having right now. But also so she's doing this tap routine, right? And then she like she does like a sexy I'm going to take off my my elbow length gloves. And I was like, so did you do that when you were a child? Also, this is a benefit she's putting on for work. So like you're doing a, a, a technical strip tease at work yeah. and like all of it is just it's bizarre. Mess. Yeah. It's bizarre. Anyway, coach comes just flying out of that audience. He's still got his little motorcycle helmet on because he rode his <sighs> motorcycle there. He takes off his leather jacket and underneath is the red shirt he was going to wear to match her for their Roomba or whatever they were going to do. Whatever they're doing. Oh, and then they do a dance together and it's so sweet and it's so good. And like, they're back, they're back and better than ever, these two. Oh, I know. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, it got me right in the heart parts when Coach showed up. I mean, I was like, (laughs) yeah. Coach understands romance. Like that is a giant romance. That's a big romance. <sighs> and then, so then Jane Fonda mm-hmm. misses him at the airport and she's devastated. So she comes back to her room, I think, right? Is it, room? Is it the roof? Her, um, that rooftop yeah. paradise of her own that has her little chair there that's her like solitude place or whatever. That's the one. Yeah, so he goes to her fortress of solitude and she walks in and she's like, oh my gosh, Don Johnson. 
what are you what are you doing here i thought you left and he's like i did i did <sighs> but now we're gonna be together forever mm-hmm. and it's- seriously and he's like i thought i wanted to give you back your penny the penny that he got out of the fountain for <sighs> and she's like well thank you because i've tried to live without it for the last 40 years and it didn't work that way. Like, oh, I love you too. <laughs> hey, Fonda, how dare you? Oh, they're so good. They're so, so good. good. And so they do a makeout and it's a, it's mm-hmm. a wedding makeout basically. Yeah. As much. far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. They got married on that rooftop right then and there. Right then and there. Yeah. Um, then they it. probably consummated it right there. Uh, Who knows? Now that I definitely think happened. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my oh. gosh. This is such a fun movie. And like the lady love in it is so yeah. beautiful. And the way that yes. they support each other. And they're just like friends in the world. I know. It's so nice. And it's so nice just that, that that was the main focus of it. I mean, it was still a romance, but like the main, the guy characters, they were secondary to Absolutely. like the relationship and just the love and support that the four female leads gave to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm, I can't wait for the second one to come out. That's going to yeah. be so good. Yeah. That's really, I, I forgot they were doing that. That's neat. Cause like, I think they're filming in Italy. So God only knows oh, what boy. that's going to involve. <laughs> There's going to be a Tuscan villa somewhere in oh, there. You know that. And <laughs> in <the> second home. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a treat. Do you have a lady love? I do have a lady love. I have like one that is very basic mm-hmm. <laughs> and one that's a little better. So my basic lady love is a Jura coffee maker. Um, I was lucky enough to officiate my best friend's wedding over mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend. Fun. And they were so sweet. They gave, you know, I, obviously I didn't expect them to give me anything for doing that, but they gave me a very fancy coffee maker. Nice. And I'm going to tell you, I thought Keurig was fine until I had one of those. <laughs> so it's kind of my jam now. I can make myself a flat white every morning. And that's lovely. That's the ticket. That's the mm-hmm. ticket. But my serious lady love is really just what this movie I think is about. And that's just all the, my girlfriends who have been just absolutely so supportive of me, yeah. you know, from the jump. I mean, they, they are trying to get I think they'd stop people in the grocery store to tell them to buy my book. (laughs) And they have just been so uniquely supportive in every way and are just so genuinely excited for me. And, you know, I'm just so lucky to have that group of people in my corner. So they're my lady. My ladies are my lady love, I guess you could say. (laughs) Your ladies are your lady love. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. What is my lady love? You know what? My lady love is um, kind of specific, but not really. And that's paint a ceiling yellow and get the loudest rug you've ever seen in your life. Get the most fluorescent rainbow rug you've ever seen in your life or whatever your version of that is. Oh, absolutely. I love like this house already so much. I mean, and I loved my old house. Like Mm -hmm. I loved it. But the fact that like, I'm putting my stamp on this one a bit more Mm -hmm. um, and just being my ridiculous self in it is very I completely understand. We just built a house. We finished our house the February of 2020. So we moved in two, literally two weeks before COVID hit. And we worked on the plans for probably three years and just like made it, 
you know, our stamp, our stamp is all over this place. Whoa. It's like my office is like my own little corner of weird in my house too. So, I mean, I've got, I mean, there's, you know, RBG quotes everywhere. There's Liz Taylor quotes in here. I mean, it's just, Cute. you know, it's my spot. So I get it. Yeah. Putting your stamp on something is very important. Yeah, absolutely. And Michael is being um, very understanding about the whole thing because he, <laughs> he is a bit more of a subdued decorator oh. um, and he's really rolling with it beautifully. <laughs> we have, in our dining room, we have a teal leopard print rug. So I nice. <laughs> there we go. Like I it. <laughs> All right. EF, where can they find you? Well, um, I use, I ha, I'm on Facebook, but I couldn't even tell you what it is. I'm pretty sure it's at EF Dodd writes, but I'm not. <laughs> um, well, I'll link it in the show notes too. Yeah. Instagram is the best. And that's just at e.f.dodd. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually am pretty active on there. Um, and then uh, my website is efdodwrites.com. Um, and email is efdodwrites at gmail.com. And I'm happy Yay. to hear from anybody. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Awesome. So Risky Restoration is out and uh, Earning It is going to be out tomorrow, I think, yes. when they hear this. Yes, August 23rd. Yes. So it's very exciting. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really exciting. All right. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. All right. We need to keep being the badass. Oh, no. Keep being a badass and love yourself. As much as Don Johnson loves Jane Fonda's boots in this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as Don Johnson loves Jane Fonda's boots. That's perfect. There we go. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.